0: to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Menno Mini. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Denise Willick-Peterson with Menominis, Minis, creator of the Use Your Cycle Method here today. And today, we're going to talk about sleep. How to hurry up and get a little bit more sleep. Tip one, don't babysit your daughter's dog who doesn't sleep like you do. Okay, enough of that funness. So today, and all month long, we're going to talk about sleep. But today, specifically, we are going to talk about getting more sleep. Some tips for getting more sleep. Some of them you've probably heard before, you've probably done, but some of them are probably going to be new. Some of them you might not have heard before. or Some of them you might not have, you know, tried for a long time. So maybe this is your cue to try some. Okay. So I'm just going to run through 23 tips to help you get better sleep, to help you sleep better, longer, deeper, more restoratively. Okay. So first and foremost, let's start a pre sleep routine, right? Like a bedtime routine. Um, Real quick, funny story as we start this out, as we talk about a bedtime routine. And, you know, as adults, we think, oh, that's, excuse me, that's so silly. Why would we have a bedtime routine? You know, like our toddlers. So a few years back when I was babysitting my niece, you know, okay, so first of all, I had my children, I was pretty young, and I wasn't into all this bedtime routine, and bedtime was absolute mother-flipping torture for me. Those kids cried, those kids screamed. I mean, it was like hours of torture trying to get these kids to go to bed. Fast forward a few years to my niece and babysitting her, and (laughs) my sister says, okay, so at this time, you have your bedtime snack, you put your jammies on, you go upstairs, she picks one book out, we turn on the little Noisemaker, radio, I don't know, whatever it was. You read one story, she goes to bed, she goes to sleep. And I'm like, okay, wonder how long that's going to take. Imagine my surprise when I said, okay, babe, it's time to go put our jammies on. Okay, she went upstairs and she put her jammies on. She said, Auntie, I got to brush my teeth. I said, okay, here it starts. We went into a room. I said, your mama said you get one book. She went over and she picked out one book and she pointed to the noisemaking machine and, and we turned the noisemaker on. We read one book. I said, all right. And she said, OK. And, I, you know, here I'm expecting like one more book, one more book, one more book. No. That little girl climbed into bed, called her covers up. Night, auntie. And closed her eyes and went to sleep. Like literally, I thought she was kidding. So I checked back in on her five minutes later and she's out hold. So all this work that my sister had put into getting this girl into a bedtime routine, literally like bedtime was a breeze. And I just sat there going, how come nobody told me this? So here I am telling you, guess what? A bedtime routine for you is also helpful in letting your body know and letting your brain know that you're going to go to bed. So it might be time for you to think about, What does a bedtime routine maybe look like in your head and and you would hope to create, right? Um, Is it, I watch the nightly news and then I go to bed? Don't recommend that, but you know, whatever. Um, So I'm going to give you some ideas on this routine thing, okay? First and foremost, pick a bedtime and stick to it. Right. Just like growing up, eight o'clock was your bedtime. Nine o'clock was your bedtime. Okay, 10 o'clock is your bedtime. Right. You knew what time bedtime was. Quit leaving it all willy nilly and all one more show, one more show. Oh, shit, it's four o'clock. I got to be up in two hours. Like pick a bedtime. Right. And then as your body winds down, you can fall into that sleep trap, so to speak. Right. So pick a bedtime. Try and pick the same bedtime. Um, In fact, adults need seven to nine hours of sleep every night. So, um, you know, when I was growing up, you know, when I was old enough to have a bedtime at 10 10 o'clock, you know, whatever. Got up, news started, got up, went to bed. My dad, though, we like, got to watch the weather. The man fell asleep and woke up after the weather every single night. I don't understand it, right? And then he couldn't go to sleep right away after that because he took a nap. So instead of setting your bedtime by, I got to watch the news or I got to wait till this time, you know, adults don't go to bed till 11 or 1030 or whatever it is. How about you look at what time do you have to get up and work backwards seven to nine hours from there? right? A few years ago, uh, my schedule was skewed to having to be to the gym before five o'clock. And yet I was staying up till 10 o'clock every night. And every morning, I literally would get up and I'd be like, Oh, I hate my life. I hate my life. Oh my god, I hate my life. Like I was just so tired, right? Just so tired all the time. And then it occurred to me, it's like, well, that, Denise, you're getting six hours of sleep a night. What would happen if you Got a few more hours. And I worked backwards and went, okay, you know what? Bedtime is 8 o'clock. That that gets me eight hours of sleep. I'm going to go to bed at 8. Discussions in the household, of course, you know. I mean, my kids are grown, but my husband is like, why are we going to bed so early? Like, because it gets me eight hours of sleep. Why wouldn't I do that? And suddenly I was like, I'd wake up at 4 in the morning. I'd be like, whew, is good. Those classes are in for some burpees, right? So um, I'm going to talk more about picking your custom bedtime over in the menopause project is one of those exclusive things. But hey, if you want more tips and tricks on picking your ideal bedtime or figuring out what your ideal bedtime is, join me over there in the menopause project. But for right now, let's go with figure out a bedtime where you get enough re- rest, seven to nine hours of sleep, right? That is what adults need, okay? Um, that bedtime and that wake-up time, try to be as consistent as possible with those all week long, even the weekend, right? So yeah, I might stay up, you know, when I was going to bed at eight. I might have stayed up till nine or ten, the occasional go out till midnight kind of thing, but I was paying for it. The older I got, the more I was like, oh my God, I'm paying for this. It's Wednesday, I'm still paying for that, right? Eventually, I mean, at this point now, my husband and I, we are are that couple. We are there for the early bird specials if we're going out to eat, and we go to bed at the normal time, right? There's nothing that says, That in order to be a normal functioning adult, see those air quotes, you have to go to bed at 10 o'clock. You have to stay up that late. You have to drag butt around and just be like taking little naps to get to 10 o'clock. You don't need to do that, right? Same with weekends. Who says you have to sleep till noon? You don't, right? Get up. Maybe you sleep in a couple hours, but get up, do your things, right? That makes Monday not quite so terrible. Just a thought. Um... 90 minutes before you go to bed, shut down all the screens, shut down the TV, shut down the phone, shut down the iPad, shut down the Kindle, shut them all down, right? Because the blue light, even if you've got blue light blockers, I mean, that's going to help you a lot, you know, um, but that keeps the stimulation going, right? If you're sitting there watching TikTok getting hit after hit after hit after dope of dopamine, that's going to keep you awake, shut all the screens down, OK, um, next week, we're going to talk more about all of the hormonal and chemical reactions in your body. But for now, just go. All the blue screen stuff is keeping you awake. OK. Also, um, especially here in the northern hemisphere, this time of year, that sun gets up before five o'clock and it doesn't go to bed till 10 o'clock. Right. If you are going to bed outside of those times, get yourself some blackout curtains. Um, as I'm going to bed at 8 o'clock and the sun's not going to sleep till 10, you know, we would lay there in the summer and be like, ah, oh, it's just kind of, I mean, it's darker, but it's not dark. The body responds to dark and it took us a few tries and a few returns, but we finally found a couple sets of blackout curtains that really worked for us. And yes, we did have to double them up in our bedroom. We are doubling them up, right? So get some blackout curtains. Maybe a little bit more obvious, limit your coffee or your caffeine to early in the day. And if at all possible, limit yourself to one, right? Same with wine. A lot of times I will hear women say, I need that glass of wine to help me sleep at night. I'm here to tell you, is it helping you to sleep at night or helping you to pass out at night? because alcohol in general, not just wine, but alcohol in general will help you get to sleep, but it is also responsible for waking you up between 1 and 3 in the morning. Okay, and again, we're going to talk more about that next week in the hormonal responses to different sleep things, but the wine isn't helping. So if you're having coffee all day long until you're having wine, you are so screwing up your body and you are so not going to get the sleep that you could be getting or you feel like I used to sleep so much better. Well, yeah. And the whole weaning off process can be a bear, can be an awful week or two. But once you wean off of those two habits, you will find that your natural daily rhythms really set in and you're way more energetic. So highly encourage you to limit that coffee, that caffeine to one or less early in the morning, and try to skip the wine or the alcohol most nights. Okay? Um, Exercise. Get it done at least three hours before bedtime, right? Especially the more um, vigorous exercises, right? If you're just going to go for a stroll around the neighborhood, that's awesome. Go for it. And if you're going to do a vigorous lifting session or a vigorous run, make sure you are done three hours or more before bedtime because the lingering effects of the hormones that you activate for that will keep you from falling asleep. Next step, get all of the light sources out of your bedroom. Years ago, I read a book by T.S. Wiley, and no, I cannot remember the name of the book, but T.S. Wiley was the author. And she talked about a study that was done where room was completely dark, dark, and then they had one little pen light of light, stuck it behind the person's knee, and that disrupted their sleep. So I want you to imagine, you know, when we all go to bed, our room looks totally dark. Wow. And then, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And you're like, oh, that alarm clock. I can see the bri- it's it's lighting up the whole room or that phone charger is lighting up the whole room or that watch winder thing that my husband got. I don't know why he thought I was going to let him keep that in the bedroom. Right. Like you got to shut it down, get as many of those things out of your bedroom as possible. I mean, not only is it a light source that is going to disrupt the hormones, it's going to keep you awake, but also the EMFs, right? This is another reason to get all the screens, including your TV, out of your bedroom. All the screens out of your bedroom. The EMFs that your phone is putting off, your your Fitbit is putting off, the phone chargers are putting off, the TV, all of those EMF sources are not good for your sleep. Get them all out of the bedroom. On the reverse of that, get a white noise machine or um, DVD, something along that line, or even better, a fan, right? Just that white noise of the fan. It doesn't have to blow on you get a white noise thing. Next up, check your pillow, check your mattresses. If you are going to, or getting up and your neck is sore, check your pillow. Maybe it's time to test out some new pillows. If you're waking up and your back is sore, you're just, everything is aching. And uh, uh, uh How long has it been since you got a new mattress? These things aren't designed to last 20 years. They never were, but they certainly aren't now. You get about five years out of a good mattress, right? So Check your mattress. Maybe it's time to get a new mattress. Um, Some other things. Don't have any big meals right before bed, right? Again, same thing with the uh, exercise. Big meal is going to, you got all the stuff going on in your stomach and it, it causes heartburn and indigestion when you lay down. Make that last meal of the day at least three hours from bedtime. Check the temperature in your house, right? We sleep better and deeper with a little bit cooler in the house. Now what cool is to you, you got to figure that out. You know, I'm always reading, oh, 65 degrees. I could freeze to death if it were 65 degrees in my house. That's not my temperature, right? And my husband and I run a little bit different temperature wise, so we figured out the blanket situation, right? But when we were like, when I was going through all the sleep stuff, I was like, let's just Can we just play with the temperature a little bit? Surely there's something between me freezing my feet off and you being too hot to sleep that we can agree on, right? (coughs) So summertime, for us, we hit the AC at 72. And in the wintertime, we hit it at 68. That's, That's like our comfort zone, our combined comfort zone, right? But figure out your blankets, you know, whatever you need to do. But figure out a little bit cooler temperature for when you're sleeping. Um, Okay, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch. Some pre-bedtime routine things you might want to incorporate are if you're like, if you lay down and all of a sudden all the worries come up or, oh, I need to remember... I need to remember this. I always got to remember to do this and remember to do that. Well, if you're busy trying to remember all these things, then your your brain won't shut off and fall asleep. So maybe have a little notebook right by the bed or right before bed. Write a list of all the things you need to remember. Right? Do you need to remember to pack your lunch? Get your gym clothes out. Um, oh, write that note for the for little Johnny. Um, whatever it is, get it all out of your head so your brain can just relax, let go, and go to sleep. Right? If you are a worrier or worst case scenario kind of person, get a gratitude journal. Before you go to bed, write down 10 things that you are grateful for. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for this big house. I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for my job, my kids, my whatever it is. Write them all down, right? That'll really adjust and your dreams will be different. I guarantee it. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's reading a real book for an hour. Set the timer. You know, I'm the kind of person that if I sit down to read a book, if I don't finish the book, then I'm going to stay up all night to read the book. So set a timer. Remember to wear those blue light blockers, you know, kind of almost right as you get home or before you go home, right? Give it five or six hours minimum if you don't kind of have them naturally built into your glasses, right? Um... To prevent snacking, if you are one of these people that maybe you eat so early and then you're like, oh, I'm hungry while well, I watch this show. First of all, I dare you, are you really hungry? And if you are, how much protein are you eating during the day? And two, if you are really hungry, drink a protein shake and go to bed. Just drink a protein shake, go to bed. Um... Ideal bedtime, ideal time to be in bed, not bedtime. Ideal time to be in bed from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Those are about melatonin. Again, we're going to talk about that next week. But try to get yourself in bed, ready for bed, just a little bit before 10 o'clock, and hopefully you can sleep past 4. Okay? Instead of a traditional uh, clanky clank or an alarm, right? Right? that's like heart attack inducing. And I'm not even joking, right? That that's not cool. It's better to wake up to a, an, a light alarm where, it, where the light comes up gradually and get them. I've seen them on Amazon. I'm sure you can get them lots of places, right? Either that or a more gradual alarm. Like on my phone, I've got a, a bird song that plays, right? And it starts out gradual and then gets louder and louder, right? It's Better for your body to wake up to something like that than your more traditional alarm. So try to get that. Um heated discussions are not for the bedroom. Like that's that's a no-fight zone, right? Keep them out of the bedroom. Get your arguing done way before bed. If you feel an argument coming on right before bed, one I dare you to to uh examine is this about sex or not? And then two. Like, why are you starting arguments right before bed? That is not going to help you sleep. If you have a legit something we need to discuss, you need to do it earlier in the night. Or save it for Saturday morning stroll. I don't know, but not bedtime. Bedroom is a no-fight zone. Having trouble getting to sleep, you're you're hungry, eat some more protein all day long. You know, that's much like the whole caffeine, ditching the caffeine and the alcohol add more protein that's going to help you sleep when the time comes and finally move more during the day if you have a a very traditional nine to five desk job start tracking your steps for a while and just kind of see where you fall naturally and see how much more i mean you just need to move our bodies are designed to move so there you have 23 sleep tips hints cues take what you need from that. Know that next week we are going to talk about some of the hormonal responses to some of the different things we talked about today. And if you're part of the menopause project, I'm going to talk about how to find your custom bedtime, but that's just for the menopause project guy people. So check me out there. You have a fantastic day. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.